You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Sean Reynolds. I'm the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So let's do this. What are we talking about today? We don't even have to talk about defunding the Seattle police. You know why? Because they're all quitting. They're all leaving. We got a lot of blue flu going on because those guys want to take their uh, their time off before they quit. We've had 118 police officers so far. It's the last number that's been released. Leave the Seattle Police Department and 39 leave in September, in the month of September. Some historically high numbers of police officers. We may not even have to defund them because guess what? They're taking themselves out already because this is such a crappy city, Seattle, to be a police officer in. But what happens when you get low on police officers? This is the genius logic behind defunding the police. All right, we're going to defund the police and our crime's going to go down. No, it doesn't. Crime stays the same. If not, go up. I have nothing to base that on other than my observations of when criminals know, all right, we've got an area that, you know, odds are if you get caught in Seattle, probably not going to prosecute you. And guess what? The odds of you getting caught in Seattle, pretty slim because they've defunded that bad boy. Oh, no, they didn't have to defund it. Those guys all quit because their working environment was horrible. And so let's go up there to do some crime in Seattle. Do some crime in Seattle. That's what we're going to have happen. And we're starting to see the implications of if you don't have enough police officers, what will happen? And very recently, Seattle Police Chief Diaz, city lacks enough officers to maintain safety. If you're a resident of Seattle, this should concern you. If this doesn't, if you're looking around going, well, I haven't ever had to call 911 before, that's not very forward thinking logic because at some point in time you might and it might be very very soon you may need to call up 911 and say i need somebody here quick and by quick we mean faster than 9 minutes because that is what the Seattle Police Department 911 call um that's about how long it takes right now 9 minutes you have a lot of crime done over those guys are down the road they're a few miles down the road before Seattle police shows up. That's just what we're working with. And it's not because those guys are just sitting back going, ah, not today. Ah, I'll get to that call soon. They're undermanned and they've got, and, and, and at times that they're having to respond to these ridiculous protesters who are actually just out doing some, doing some looting, doing some graffiti, doing some breaking into businesses. That's what we've got going on. So the police are undermanned already. And then when you throw this kind of stuff in there, they can't get out to regular 911 calls for citizens that the citizens need so badly. So that's what's happening. Let's check in with Chief Diaz and see what he says about this whole scenario. He's interim Chief Diaz. Our other chief quit a couple of months ago, I think in August, Chief Best. She is now a... um, uh, police commentary for King Five local station here. She had enough in 28 years, and over this summer, she's like, "Yep, had enough of Seattle." Thank you so much, Seattle Police Department. I'm moving on. Interim Chief Diaz, he's he's on the hot seat right now. Seattle City Council is continuing discussions on further efforts to defund the police department. 
which is coming at a time when Seattle is losing a historic number of police officers. Seattle Police Chief Adrian Diaz joined the Jason Rant Show on KTTH to discuss what to expect and his plan for managing it. I'm trying to do everything we can to keep all of our officers. We trained them well. They're doing excellent work day in and day out. I have to make sure that I have the right personnel as we enter into 2021 that's able to keep this city safe. I don't think he's going to be able to. I think he is towing the company line and he is saying what he needs to. But everybody kind of knows that when you've got the same number of police officers in the city of Seattle as you had in 1990, that things are not going to work well. Seattle's a little bit bigger than it was in 1990, a little bit bigger. And you got some big city problems now. You've got a massive homeless just situation overrunning the city. You got opioid addiction. You've got homicides. You've got shootings all rising. Those are things going on here. Ah, itchy nose. Sorry. Uh, th- those are all things that are going on here that the police are having to deal with. And guess what? They're not in a position where they can deal with everything right now. That's why your 911 response call time is so long. At the moment, Seattle is looking at approximately 1,200 deployable officers. Does Diaz believe that that's enough to keep the city safe? No. Even when I was pushing out our budget for next year with the city council, I was explaining the need for us to have people that are going through the academy, that are going through our FTO, which is field training officer phase, and then being able to deploy them out. So you've got to have this constant rotation of police officers coming in. And I don't, are there any new police officers coming in? I haven't seen the stats on that, but I can't imagine after this summer and, and after what last week, or when was it? We had the baseball bat to the head of a Seattle police officer, broke his helmet after we had that. And then we had the two by two lit on fire, thrown in a police officer's car with him in it, that kind of stuff going in in Seattle. What person in their right mind is going to go, you know what, between these two cities, I'm going to go with Seattle. Maybe you choose uh, South Dakota, where Christy Nome, the governor, said, hey, Seattle PD, welcome. You're welcome here. Cost of living, way less. Guess what? We back the blue. That's what South Dakota is saying to our police officers. And what are our city officials saying? Well, there's going to be another podcast where I will tell you what our city officials saying. Do we believe it? Mm. Given the given the actions that have actually been taken in Seattle over the last six months, pretty sketchy what's going on here, right? Not even sketchy. It's just it's crazy. So um, got to have the constant rotation of police officers. You have to have close to about 1400 police officers to then have a reasonable number, which puts us at about 1250 1275 that are deployable. The others are in those other phases that they can't put out in the field. So you really need about 1400 people to have a much more reasonable staffing when it comes to having enough in patrol investigations and special operations. Diaz says this year has been an anomaly with COVID and that tracing the source of crimes can be difficult at times, especially with low staffing. No kidding. So like crimes are going to happen. Guess what's going to happen to solving them? Probably not getting solved. Probably not a lot of follow up because they are on to the next 911 call that is worse. This year in relation to COVID, obviously to me is an anomaly year. It's not that all of our homicides related to gun violence, about 60% of our homicides are actually gun violence. We've had homicides related to arson, homicides related to vehicle vehicular homicide, 
vehicle collisions where one was a stolen vehicle. And we have a lot of homicides related to the use of a knife because people are at home. They're going crazy. They can't deal with whatever it is in their life that is driving them nuts. They grab a knife and they kill somebody. That's bottom line. We're trying to track all aspects of it to see what correlation there is. Is it related to domestic violence? Is it related to homelessness? And so these are all things that we're trying to pay attention to. And when you see low staffing numbers, it does impact our ability to be visible to go out and prevent a lot of the homicides from occurring. All right, so that's what they're doing. That's the drill. Those are the numbers. You've just got to have more police on staff than the numbers actually show out in the field because you got to have guys who are actually able to take some time off, days off. I talked to Seattle Police Department, uh, a couple of officers over the summer when CHOP was happening. Those guys were working around the clock. They would get a memo saying, all right, we know there's going to be a big protest and we know stuff is going to go down. All of you with vacation time, yep, you're working. That's what was happening. Because And... and um, when the Seattle police cleared out Cal Anderson Field at CHOP, they called in uh, Bellevue Police Department because they needed more guys. It's like, all right, there has to be some other people. Not everybody's at CHOP clearing it out. You got to have people throughout the rest of the city handling crime on a daily basis because that's what goes on. The rest of the criminals don't go, oh, hey, look, everybody's over at CHOP. Let's take the day off. Let's, let's just chill out and do whatever we do as criminals when we're not, we're not out criming. All right, so our big piece is just trying to make sure that we educate everyone involved. We educate the city council about what our needs are for maintaining public safety throughout the city of Seattle, and that we educate the community about the experiences that our officers have to go through, he said. I also need officers that can routinely kind of rotate out when you have officers that had to deal with demonstra demonstrations on a nightly basis with very little time off. That's what I'm talking about. We just have to make sure people are aware of that and the communities are aware and the city council is aware that this is a difficult job. And the more stress we put on these officers, it can create some adverse effects. And so we just try to make sure that we're taking care of our personnel. That is something that is happening internally at the police department. It is not happening from our governmental leadership. The opposite is happening. Those officers are being put in harm's way and risk day in and day out, and nobody's doing anything. Specifically, the city council, our mayor, and the judges and prosecutors involved. Nothing's going on, and everybody knows it. And that's why you've got these criminals doing what they're doing, because they've got a not only a get out of free, uh, get out of jail free card, they have a you don't even need to go to jail card. I hope that changes. I hope we see that changing. I hope it's a, it's changing right now. I've seen some more prosecutions and charges being placed on on people for doing outrageous stuff. But it's the day in day out stuff where you see, you know, five arrested, thirteen arrested, sixteen arrested. That's the stuff that I think is really grinding on SPD right now. Because you deal with that, and then you're spread so thin, you can't deal with everything else. You've only got, you know, it's a supply and demand thing. You've got great demand for police service, and you've got um, limited supply of police officers to do the job. So we will continue to follow this story because I think it's going to get better before it gets worse. I, I know I saw one city of Seattle council uh, woman's opinion, and she was like, one month of statistics doesn't make a trend. It's like, no, but 
You don't have to have a trend. Even if that one month is just that one month, that's a horrible month. When you normally have five or six officers leaving and you've got 39, you don't have to have a trend. You just have to have that one month and that decimates things pretty heavy, right? And guess what? It is going to be a trend. Whether we continue to see 39 a month, I don't know. Who knows? Probably not. But I think you're going to see a bunch more because who in their right mind would want to be a cop in Seattle right now? Not me. No way. South Dakota? That's a better option. All right. I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.